I got your red card right here. You're not so wicked. You're not so wicked smart. I got your red card right here. Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby with John Poland of the New England Free Jacks, Dan Power, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Everybody and welcome back to Rugby Wrap Up. Thank you once again for joining us. Matt McCarthy in New York City. Dan Power on a golf course in Colorado, I believe. Brian Ray, he's not in Utah, but he is beholden to the Utah Warriors. He is up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And of course, our special guest, the scrum half for New England's Free Jacks, Mr. John Poland. John, let's get right to it because, uh, John, we know you're a busy man uh, going up in front of um, tribunals and everything else. How the hell did you get off the red card? Uh, yeah, so it was uh, first round against LA. It happened. Um, it was uh, basically just an accident. Uh, went for flyhack and the ball on the ground, and then I'm not uh, asking you. I'm not asking you about the play. I'm asking you how you got. You appealed and won. Yeah, so we two appealed. So uh, the first one didn't go as we had planned, but second time. Um, Aaron Lloyd, a uh, New Zealand lawyer, he um, represented me and did a great job. He uh, managed to persuade the judicial officer Is in it the right way. Johnny Cochran Jr. and maybe the, the Kardashian representatives with with your team of lawyers. And is it true that <laughs> it ultimately ran up the, the ladder where you had to uh, appear in front of Eric Anderson? Uh, no, I can confirm that that's not true. Okay, um, we, can, we can move on from that, right? All right, I'm not going to fry you any longer. I just, uh, I, I based my pick on you not being in the lineup and then fortunately was convinced by Gift, a Beilu, to change my pick back to New England and you won anyway. And, and mm-hmm. this, this, we just have to, Dan, 32 zip. Yeah, I tell you, I'm actually just having images of Johnny Cochran with a shriveled up rugby boot. If the boot does not fit, you must acquit. <laughs> having John trying to slide into a seven and a half Adidas, just not, not working. No, it's actually, it's, uh, there's two, two big things that came out is what we saw LA do to Seattle and, and, and New England actually played LA really hard in that game out there, even with the red card. Um, but for you, JP, I think that second half down there was probably more of the free jacks we hope to see in 2021. First half was tough. Five, nothing into the break. Houston probably gave up a lot of opportunities in that first 40 minutes. But in the second half, you guys really found your rhythm. Is that the style of free jacks we can expect moving forward? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, the game of the weekend playing Houston, first half we were kind of into gale force wind. Probably didn't seem as strong on the stream, but um, no, it was a serious wind into our face. So we kind of just hoped to... Uh, keep possession for a bit and like kind of um, get, gain a bit of territory. So we end up kicking a lot, um, which is not something we do in every game, but, um, and the two yellows as well. I mean, we need to break that trend, playing the games with 14 lads in the pitch for a lot of it. But uh, I think we didn't really get into our face play too much against Houston. Um, I know it was 32-0, but they missed a few kicks and 
had a few malls close to the line that they might have finished in other games. Um, but yeah, we hope to get a bit more ball in the next few games and then um, play a bit of uh, exciting rugby and get back to the attack we had last year. So is there any room, uh, truth to the rumors that you guys will be changing your names to the New England Yellow Jacks Ets because of the <laughs> yellow cards that you guys are playing with every week? What, what is this? Uh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I actually, I, I think the yellow you know, people this are watching. They're watching. You can't just get, you can't, you gotta, you know, there are laws here. Yeah. It's the tackles. We've had three tackles now for yellows. Uh, just hitting lads too hard. I think, I think we just need to take it a bit easy. And Brian, when was the last time we saw Sam Windsor, Dan's man crush, miss two kicks out of the gate ever. Yeah, I'd have to go back through the annals of uh, MLR history to check that one. Uh, yeah, dis- disappointing for sure. I'm sure he's not feeling that great to this week. I thought, uh, you know, John's fair, though, that uh, Houston, I don't think the goose egg really was reflective of Houston's effort in that game. They came close a few times. They just couldn't finish at all. Uh, but yeah, I think you also have to credit, uh, you know, the Free Jacks defense. Um, Mr. Johnston, their, their number seven, had two enormous uh, turnovers right within the five meter line, which is uh, pretty impressive in that first half. So uh, yeah, I definitely have to, to give the guys some credit. How is it John uh, working, you know, in that defensive system with, with Ryan Martin? Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, first week was a bit uh, disappointing. Um, James Willocks is doing defense and Ryan's kind of taking the attack and the overall, but um, yeah, first week was pretty disappointing. I think we were still getting to know each other and obviously coming out against LA, they're a pretty stacked team and, they kind of we don't we had 40 minutes I think with 14 players in the pitch so we didn't make it easy for ourselves so this week was real focus on getting our defence right and like building those connections with each other and getting a bit of between the players so uh, no it went really well and we were happy just to concede no tries I know they missed two kicks but keeping them uh, out from the line at the end there as well when um, the game was kind of over um, and they had the ball on our five metre line Last play of the game, I think it showed a lot of resilience and character from the lads coming off the bench and stuff to keep them out. What was the what, what was said after the LA loss? Were you guys we had we had down and out because obviously whatever happened during the week worked. Yeah, I think after the LA game, I mean it was our first game together. We were meant to have a preseason game against Old Glory, but that was cancelled, so I mean, a lot of us didn't really, like, we are only together for four or five weeks with COVID and everything. It's kind of hard to get to know lads too well. So it was very um, surreal going out playing a game with guys that you're only kind of just getting to know. Uh, so that was tough. And as well, a lot of us hadn't played in 12 months, hadn't played any rugby match. So I think there was a lot of nervous energy, and a lot of kind of tension. We kind of built the game up, I think, too much almost. So that kind of um, after 10 minutes, we were 14 points down. It was pretty easy for lads to go into their shell. And like, um, I think this week we kind of got into the game early. Lads had that game under their belt and stuff. So it was easier to just get going and get back into it. Dan, you look very serious right now. Do you have, you, it looks <laughs> yeah. like your mind's racing a mile a minute. Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe I should uh, have Sam Windsor reach out for some kicking tips, JP. Um, no, we'll drop it on the <laughs> kicking jokes. You, you're off. You're an innocent. Yeah, the way it was pretty hey. windy down there. So, it was windy. I know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, give us an update on Terra and uh, and and Rami. When are they getting into the squad? 
Uh, I'm actually not 100 percent sure, but uh, I think soon. I think uh, Terra. I think he's done his visa appointment and stuff. Um, I think he's done his interview only recently, so I think he should be out here in the next week or so. So hopefully we're playing Utah this weekend. I don't think either of them would be here by that or will have done their quarantine. So I think after we have a weekend off and then the following game, they should be hopefully both of them in, if not one of them at least. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a balls, the whole visa process. I think a lot of teams are affected by it this year, especially. But um, now we've the majority of our squad here so far, so just looking to kick on with the guys we have and hopefully those lads will come in and add a bit more once we have a few injuries and lads are getting tired. Yeah, I feel your pain. I've got a package from China that's been sitting in customs for a month, so I definitely feel your pain there. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Since you uh, mentioned calls, first, I, I would be remiss if I didn't thank you for not kicking DTH in the head. Uh, and it was <laughs> thankfully a, a Scotsman. But uh, sorry, Steve Lewis. Um, uh, He's not here today. Look, I, I, I'm getting, getting tired or frustrated with MLR taking the teeth out of the scrum this season. They've also taken away conversions. Uh, it seems like MLR mm. wants to turn into some kind of light version of rugby. You are at the Bermuda 10s. Uh, do you think that Major League Rugby should just drop these, uh, you know, tight forwards altogether and just go straight tens uh, all the time if they're determined <laughs> to wreck the game? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, like the scrum is obviously a massive part of the game. And I saw yesterday in the Austin-San Diego game, Austin had a had a scrum. They got a penalty on the five-meter line, which looked like it was going to go over the line and then had to go to the line, take a mall, and they knocked it on when they could have just went back to the scrum in a normal under normal rules, so I'd say they'd be pretty disappointed. Um, but yeah, I think a lot more, like our scrum is pretty strong too and stuff. So I think it will get frustrating, especially when um, penalty tries are kind of coming, or if there's like if you have a particular advantage, you're going to want to go back to your scrum. So it's a bit, uh, it's a bit of a weird one. I think I, I don't know whether it was because of COVID initially to stop the numbers to like lessen the number of scrums, but yeah, the scrum one, I'm not really. I'm not too gone on. I mean, that's what they're getting paid for. That's what they're good at. Forwards, they don't want to be running around too much. Um, and for the purists of the game, I think uh, people love seeing it. Um, and then on the conversion one, yeah, I mean, this weekend, Dougie Fife, he ran under the post, took my two points. So, <laughs> you know what? what With the windy conditions you guys have been playing in, this these automatic tries wouldn't be gimmies on the conversions, right? So there's that. So, you know, it's like the two things that happen with these law changes. Number one, they made the, the, the scrum reset rule after the rosters were set. So you got all your big fellas on the roster and then you incorporate the, the automatic conversion and we have gale force wins at almost every match. It's like the, the forces yeah. that be are saying, no, you don't do this to these rules, to these laws. <laughs> but hey, it, we're, we're innovating here, right? And we got rugby being played. You got Utah coming into your home opener. Utah, surprise team of the league for some, like me. 
and, and maybe you got, you know, Brian and Dan, what do you expect from Utah coming in to your home turf? Yeah, I think um, we played them last year. They're a pretty tough team. Uh, they got some big lads and really attacked the game and try to get over the game. And they're pretty, um, they're a pretty tough team. Um, so yeah, I know, and I've seen they've got ten points from two games, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and they beat Toronto last weekend, which are, who are obviously a pretty good team. My mate Jason Higgins starting to come out there. And they look like they had a pretty strong team on paper, and then obviously Utah beat them handily enough. So. I think Utah will be seriously strong this weekend, so it's going to be an interesting one because we're kind of on the upwards as well, hopefully. After last weekend, we're looking to crack on. And um, it's our first home game as well. We were meant to have our first home game last year against Houston, funnily yeah. enough, um, and we haven't played at home at all. So I haven't even met any of the home fans really or anything. So it's going to be really good to get a game here in Boston and um, hopefully see some of the fans. And I think Utah will be serious competitors yeah, it's a great facility it should be a great time do you, what's the what's the fan covid situation how many fans are you allowed in there do you know uh i think it's like 1100 or so i'm not i'm not 100 no i could be completely wrong but uh, that sounds good. i think most of the family members or the season ticket holders um would hopefully get uh to the game so that would be good I, I guarantee it'll be sold out too um they were sold out last year for that first one and we're not quite there, JP. Don't jinx us. Last year, global pandemic, home opener. We've still got, what, mm. five days to go until we get yeah, there. Yeah, COVID but test pending. Yeah. I was, walking, I was walking to the train station to take a train up there because I was going to call the game. And the text says, uh, season cancel, go home. Yeah. Isn't that? Jeez. Thinking back. Yeah. I think it's a limited capacity, so I don't think um, – Everyone will be able to come. I think just the season ticket holders. You're gonna have exactly. fans. All the, and they all the doyards. Help the AGs or the or the SaberCats this weekend. But the, <laughs> I think the, the 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 wicked smash fans in New England are gonna help you guys get over that line. Hopefully, right? yeah, that's right. the plan. Have a good game this weekend. It's a national game. You guys are on CBS, so don't mess up and don't tell Amato not to pick anyone in 23 with a difficult last name for me, please. <laughs> Yeah, Puasa won Guinebo. That's the hardest one, I think. No, no, no. Get him out. I just want Smith, Holland, <laughs> Jones, you know, those ones. Looking forward to the game, the first home game at, uh, at New England. The guys must be hyped to be to finally have that game, you know. Let's hope the Dan Power curse doesn't uh, come in and strike it off the schedule for you. It's not my curse. It's Matt McCarthy curse. Is that what <laughs> we're talking about? I, 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 we got the games in. We're getting them all in. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, I want to thank Mr. John Poland, a Corkonian, in the folks at Sunday Wells, the Cork Constitution and University College Cork are going to be smiling after seeing you on this, my friend. So thanks for taking the time. Jinquia. No problem. Thanks very much. Thanks, John. Good luck this weekend. And uh, no more red Cheers. cards. But at least if you do get mm. one, you know that you're going to appeal it successfully. So <laughs> yeah, definitely no more red cards. Definitely not. And please check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show. Our global rugby recap. What are the odds? Our Major League Rugby Sports Bet Show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Belu, Martial Law, the Zach Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>